Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm extremely excited for this one today. Um, I'm very fortunate um, to be joined by this guest today. Um, you know, we... We happened to bump into each other on a flight back from from Brisbane a, a few weeks ago, about a month ago, um, and I just noticed on the plane that uh, on his phone and on his watch he had a uh, his background was a bored ape. And for anybody who is in the crypto world or, or has explored NFTs before, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, then hopefully by the end of this episode you have a good understanding. But Obviously, this conversation today is a little different than what we typically would do on the show, um, but I think for everybody listening uh, at some point in time, or without a doubt, I think that this information today is going to come in handy, and um, I'm very, very happy to be joined today by Dino. So, uh, Dino, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Dan. Thanks for the, the warm intro, and <laughs> always a fan of your show, and you know, glad to be here. Mate, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, you know, just going into this conversation today, I was kind of thinking about how to approach it and, and how the listeners can get the most out of it. And, you know, I can talk to you after the show, but maybe we can do a, another follow-up episode in a couple of weeks or, or a couple of months' time and, and dive into some, I guess, more advanced or, or technolo- technological type of stuff around the, the crypto game and, and NFTs and the blockchain and everything. But the the approach I wanted to take today was to to really kind of get you to help the listeners to understand exactly you know what you know what cryptocurrency is like how um you know how the blockchain and nfts and and all this type of stuff is going to i guess integrate into you know as you know you said on the plane most people if not everyone's life at some point in time um but before we get into that man are you able to to give everyone a bit of an idea of i guess what you do a bit of your background and and how you ended up um i guess so deep in this space yeah, 100%. I mean, for me, I get into the crypto world, you know, uh, fairly early in 2013. And then since then, I've been, you know, um, buying, you know, mining, and then, you know, get into the DeFi, uh, GameFi, and now, you know, the NFT world. So the more I get in, the more I just, you know, find myself totally obsessed with it. Mm. So what, what I found is, you know, within the whole um, area, the efficiency is, you know, phenomenal because, like I, I always found yeah, I'm lack of sleep. That's why I have like a, a big bag bag of you know black eyes. Lack that's of sleep. That's something you can you can <laughs> help. Yeah. Because of our our team just you know if as a degen you know uh, degenerate you if you want to work you can work twenty four seven three sixty five and then you can work across different time zones, different protocols, different projects all the time. And then people approach you with different ideas and looking for fundings, looking for communities. It's just so much to do. Like, you know, I, I, I bumped into another, you know, property developer the other day on the plane, you know, from Perth to Melbourne. And then he said, um, I'm doing like, I'm building like three towers, you know, property development um, somewhere. Uh, he said, you know, to get the approval from the government took me three years. That's why I need to, you know, jack up so much margin to offset the inefficient or the red tape. And then guess guess who is gonna you know pay the bill, the end user. Yeah. So you know the whole process is lack of efficiency, and then everyone involved will have to pay the bill. So within this space, and it doesn't help. It doesn't you know happen very often. So that's what we we like about it. 
Yeah, for sure. And just taking one step backwards there, you you mentioned obviously, you know, very early in the crypto and Bitcoin game. Um, when you mentioned mining Bitcoin, I, I, I have this question a lot and it's something that I don't typically understand that well either. Are you able to explain what mining Bitcoin actually involves? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, you know, so how this whole thing really, you know, started or evolved is that, you know, um, on the back of the, the GFC and then very quickly people realized that the conventional currency creator are no longer the currency users. So what that means is that, you know, through the, through the years that, you know, they can, they can print as much as they want without bearing the consequences. So uh, hopefully, you know, you know, this disclaimer, you know, this is just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. It's not aff- affiliated with, with Dan or any of his shows. So from, from there, you know, um, they, they can be irresponsibly, you know, printing. And then all of a sudden, you know, people from the other side of the world have to suffer. To give you an example, you know, like last year, the Turkish lira um, against US dollar just, you know, halved its value. It's not because the Turkish people have done anything wrong. It's just because, you know, the U.S. quantitative easing has been nonstop. Right. So that's why, you know, we're going to see a lot of countries that has less robust financial system to embrace this, you know, cryptocurrency as their fiat currency. So, so get back to the, the, the Bitcoin. So Bitcoin uh, is like, in my opinion, it's a, uh, it's a deflationary uh, asset. And there's, there's only so much available. And then to, for mining is you just use your computing power or graphic power to process transactions. So that's what we call mining. So that's why, you know, every time it's a, it's a general ledger system to verify a transaction, you need, you know, um, hundreds, it's now thousands, thousands of nodes to approve that. So no one can go back and change it. So that's what we call a decentralized world. So in the future, it's going to be trustless and then frictionless and then completely decentralized. So it's, it's not going to, you know, completely wipe out the centralized world, but still have its own, you know, uh, market share or, or fair market share. Right. So what were you getting out of that? So for someone that's mining, you were mining Bitcoin, so you're basically helping process the transactions. Um, like how do you benefit out of that? Does that, does that help you? Do you get uh, a, a transaction fee or something that paid to you to be, to be mining that? Or how, how do you benefit out of that? Yeah, so um, all the miners, you know, that, you know, contribute their um, uh, computer power or hash power. Yep. And then, you know, in exchange, they get um, Bitcoin as a return. So, for uh-huh. example, if I want to say just, you know, just for your reference, if I want to wire, you know, um, 100 Bitcoin from this end <clears throat> to another end, mm-hmm. you know, all the miners or some of the miners who claim this job has to help to mine, to, to, pro- to verify this transaction. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, these miners will clip the ticket and then we'll get paid a certain fees. Interesting. Interesting. And I, I did want to spend, um, you know, a good chunk of, of this chat and, and you know, we, we'll, we'll keep it relatively short, but I want to keep spend a chunk of this chat talking about, you know, the blockchain and in particular NFTs and how they're going to be, you know, able to be used by everyday people at some point in time um, and not just, used as a I guess a bit of a flex by having you know whether it's a board ape or whether it's V friends or whatever it may be but um, <laughs> just the last thing on uh, on on Bitcoin how you know obviously there's there's a, a limited amount of Bitcoin um, which prevents inflation um, yeah. so how how yeah, many Bitcoin million. are there are there 
Yeah, 21 million. So um, I think, you know, when it first came that, you know, people always, um, you know, have a different opinion about new things. It's just like if you go back to like 100 years ago, you know, back in uh, 1903 and you're asking people what they really need. No one would tell you they need an automobile, right? They will tell you I need a, a faster horse that <laughs> eat less, sheet less. And no one will tell you they need a car, right? So the same thing happened with electricity and other new, you know, um, uh, inventions. So for, for Bitcoin, you know, as much as this technology uh, evolved over time, it's only like 12, 13 years old. Mm. So for any disruptive technology, it's still in its infant stage. So that's why people need to bear with it, allow it to, you know, um, uh, try new things and fail and then keep going because it, it is still very young. Um, to, to, to give you a context, um, so now we have 7.9 billion people as a world's population. Um, now uh, about 4.8 billion internet users. Uh, out of those people, only 300 million people who have you know, been using or interact with cryptocurrencies. Mm. And out of those 300 million, only like uh, 2 million people have um, you know, traded or purchased uh, NFTs. So it, it, we are extremely, extremely early. early. So I, I, I really hope that, you know, MT will, will become mainstream. Mm. But the reason why we started with art and gaming is because these two industries already close to 100% uh, digitized and also has the least resistant from the regulatory and compliance point of view. But eventually, you know, I, I, can, I can see anything need the proof of ownership has to apply for an NFT. So all the, the, the housing titles or the, 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 the car ownership, you know, the certificates of your, of your graduate um, ceremonies and mm. then, you know, so on and so forth, all the tickets, you know. Yeah, that's super interesting. And, um, you know, um, for those listening, I was sitting um, with my friend Laura on the plane uh, who had minimal um, I, uh, knowledge, I guess, around crypto and, and NFTs and Dino did an incredible job of explaining it um, on, our, on our flight back home. But, you know, even yesterday I was listening to, um, to Gary V talking on a podcast about this and I guess like because I've had someone on the show before kind of break down what an NFT is and, and, and what the blockchain is and the functionality of and stuff like that. But for those listening, um, you know, and obviously we hope that and assume at some point in, in the future that, as you said, like all things will, will be on the blockchain to be an NFT. Um, but are you able to explain in a way for, for someone who doesn't really understand crypto or blockchain at all, like, what the um, utility of a, of a NFT actually is. Because I think for someone that's just learning, and, and I definitely thought this as well at the start, like, you know, you see, again, I'll use the example of like a board Ape. And, you know, it's obviously it's very cool to have one and, and it's kind of like a status type thing. And, and, and obviously you hope that it makes you money and, and you can invest in, in owning the art piece. But how are NFTs able to be utilized in different ways? As you said before, things like contracts and whatnot, but um, for, for a business owner, for example, how could, how could a business owner utilize an NFT within their business? Um, so it's actually functional and it's not just like a, a piece of art that's on your phone that you can't do anything with. Yeah, I, I guess that's a really, really good question then. Um, to, to give you some idea. So when we first, you know, ape into this kind of digital or generative art, we did not think about the financial returns at all. 
So whatever we want to buy, we just purely enter into this space to support the individual artists because they are doing something really cool. Mm. So we didn't expect, we, we knew that, you know, at some point of stage that there will be a, like a massive breakthrough of the NFT or the, because the, the previous year, I mean, back in 2019 and 2020, that was the DeFi summer. And then afterwards, hopefully, you know, people was hoping to have a different topic to break out. And it happened to be NFTs. So mm. when we started, it's like a, like a cultural revolution. Because how to say, in the beginning of the show, I mentioned about efficiency, right? Yep. So in this space, it's all about how we can max out the efficiency. Um, if I can ask you how long it would take a company to build a brand, and you say, you know, maybe tens of years or a couple of years at least. Yes. But like for someone like Board Ape, you know, they created a, a you know, a, a brand that worth more than Supreme within the first seven months. Yeah. And you wouldn't expect that in the conventional world. So this is the efficiency we're talking about. And this is the, the outcome driven by the blockchain and the technology. So, so ultimately, you know, it's, all, and it's also about how we can bring the financial freedom and equality to the rest of the world. In Australia and in America, in order for you to access certain deals or, you know, very good deals, you need to be a, a credit investor. So which means you need to have a few million dollars in your bank account or asset and make half a million dollars income every year. But, you know, why can't this deal be, you know, access to for the general public? I, I know there, there are risks involved, but very often these are very good deals. In crypto or in NFTs, everyone's equal. You got to do your own research and then you're going to figure out how to maneuver through this, you know, very complicated system. But once you did, you know, like everyone else, and you, you will be, you know, you will have the chance to enjoy the financial returns along with the, the friendships, the communities, and also the partnerships you can, you can get um, through the journey. That, that's very rewarding, both financially and, and mentally. So I, I think the, the reason why I say when we started, we didn't expect any return is that we, we quite, quite honestly, we are, we are already... Um, um, kind of um, waiting to let those money go and um, because it, it's not a lot of money when I minted the board ape it's only like you know 800 bucks yep. but now it's like worth you know uh, the, the, the floor price which is the minimum is like 150 ethereum uh, I think right now it's about 600 thousand Australian dollars that's insane so, so just just before we go on and because I, I I have a good understanding of this now but I think for a lot of people listening um they'll be mind blown over this so so you know to 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 get to to, to get it there you know it, it's not like you're trying to pick and choose which stock you want to invest mm. but other than you know which community I community. really like to vibe with and which artists and team yep. I like to you know hang around with yeah and so for those listening again so Dino just mentioned that he purchased this is just one of them, uh, Board Ape at 800 Australian dollars. Um, and it's now valued at a minimum of, or was it 650,000 US dollars, is it? Or Australian? No, Australian. Australian. Insane. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the community side of things, that's something I, I wanted to touch on as well because that's what I really like. So, 
again, going back to the NFT. So let's say um, I'm a, a business owner that has a, a big community. Say I usually use like a Facebook group or I just have maybe it's a gym and I have all these members and we've got a really good community. How would someone like that be able to utilize an NFT collection um, and use something like a Discord for their for their community? And like how would that be able to be utilized? Because I've been thinking about this a lot. Like as a gym owner, would it be, you know, you release a collection of NFTs, which is the gym membership? Is that how it would work um, in that kind of space? Yeah, 100%. I think that's a very um, a good starting point to really mean, let your members to mint different tiers of uh, membership as NFT. Yep. So what, what NFT really does for your business is that, you know, um, NFTs, they are just like proof of, of ownerships that are in a, such a decentralized way. So, for example, if, if you, you know, uh, use the conventional way that you, you register their, their emails or use their Google account, and if, if Google or, or, or the email service proxy provider decided to, to, you know, not provide any service the next day, there's nothing you can do. Mm. But for NFT, because everything is stored on blockchain network, and then it can't be, you know, edited or can't be changed. Mm-hmm. So it's there forever. So for the first time ever, the owner or the user really ha- can can has complete own ownership. Something belong to them. Yeah. So it's it's game changer. And on top of that, the the, the art we're talking about, like the the, the ape or the the mm-hmm. or the koala or kangaroo, whatever. Yep. It, it's just the surface of an information memorandum. It's like the cover of a book. You know, it's like the surface of an you know music album. Yeah, because I've seen a number of artists really, do that. You, you yeah, you really vibe with, and that how you recognize yourself with other people, with mm. other like-minded people who wanted to who wanted to be in the same community, and then after that, it's up to the team. Like for the, in this case, you Dan Kennedy, mm-hmm. how you want to reward your community with future perks. Say if you have you know three tiers of membership NFTs and then issue to the members in the beginning and then along the years you can track their performance you can try, track their commitment and their their engagement level and then give them different perks to really reward this, their royalties and then on top of that it's only gonna be other it's gonna be a, a, like other uh, IRL you know events that mm-hmm. you're only going to be accessed with AMPs. Yeah, so I know like um, for anyone listening that's familiar with the Nelk Boys and you know the Full Send brand over in the states, like they've just released their meta cards and um, to give you an idea of how that would be, um, I guess practical as a, as an owner of one of these meta cards, like they're having uh, certain events, they've they're gonna they're supposedly creating certain gym locations and bars and restaurants and stuff all around the states where the only way you can get in is if you have a MediCard and you, know, you might be able to bring a friend or whatever, but you have to be a MediCard holder to get access to these things, even apparel launches and all that type of stuff. So I guess like from a fitness perspective, again, like just trying to think about how it would work, like maybe it's a gym membership and, you know, like you said, different tiers and maybe there's a hundred memberships at the top tier and five of those in the contract of that NFT may have uh, an addition to it. Maybe it's like if you happen to mint um, one of the five in the hundred that have a certain thing in the contract, it may be like you get X amount of free personal training sessions or something like that, or you have a lifetime of personal training sessions or something along those lines. But it's super interesting. And because again, just referring back to stuff I've heard um, from guys like Gary V, like talking about how, as you said at the start, Dino, like 
for people like yourself who, are, who have been in this community for a while, it was never about like trying to buy a piece of art so then you can invest and make money off it. It was more so just supporting the, the artist or things that you like and whatnot. But it seems to have gone in the direction where for those that don't know much about NFTs, the only reason people are buying them is because they think they're going to make money from them. And it seems to be the fact that a lot of these NFT projects, especially at this stage in the early stages, are going to go are going to lose a lot of their value, if not go down to almost zero because of the fact that the the owners or the creators haven't had that community or, or growth aspect in mind. Is that Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I think that's um, pretty spot on because in this in any industries there will always be a stage where we call that the, the bad money drives out the good ones mm-hmm. because you know I think with the advance of the, the technology is it's probably going to take you you know one tenth if not one hundredth of the effort to produce a NFT collection. So anyone can do that, but not everyone will be successfully deliver what they promise in yes. the roadmap or white paper, right? Yeah. But I think it, there, there's still a lot, a lot of um, opportunities. You know, like the, the other day, you know, I talked about another with another founder in Sydney. So they're doing like a a, a run to earn kind of uh, protocols called Steppen. Yep. So it's it's a phenomenal you know idea in Web two. But once they move that to Web3, you know, all of a sudden you can buy a shoes for a couple hundred dollars, like a shoe NFT. Mm-hmm. And then every year, uh, every day you can walk and you can run. You can make, you know, hundred bucks, if not, you know, a few hundred bucks, you know, dollar. And it's, it's great. And is that money coming from the, the founder of, day, of the collection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The founder, yeah. Derry, Derry is from, from Sydney too. So, they, so, so the, so the money know, they make off the mint they use that money then to give back to the users when they achieve certain fitness goals. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yep. not only just give, give it back straight away, but use that money to create more value. And then, you know, um, all, the, all the members, all the OG members can share part of the value they create. Mm. So that, that's one of the biggest difference between Web3 and Web2 Web yep. is the take rate. So if we pause there for a second, yep. so everyone knows, you know, YouTube, Facebook, and Inns. So their take rate is like 90, 95% plus. So YouTube doesn't create any content. You know, they rely on us, the content creators, yes. to produce that. Right? Without us, there's empty they shelves. Take, they take 95% of the, the, the advertisement revenue mm. and only give us some, you know, breadcrumbs, right? Yeah. But the other way around, in Web3, you as a content creator, you own the content, and then whatever you produce, and you you take the the ninety five percent, and then the the platform or the service providers only cut a small bit. So right. that's how uh, that's why it's so game changing mm. for the for the industry and for everyone involved. And a couple more things. So, um, and I know this might be a, a lengthy conversation. So, if it is, we can just kind of keep this bit brief. But um, for someone who say an artist or a business owner or whoever in in their mind they have an idea of what they would like to create as an nft collection what is that process you said before it's quite simple like if i right now had an idea of even say like 50 pieces in an nft collection and i'd I'd figured out how i wanted them to work what i wanted in the contracts and all that type of stuff how do i then publish like how do i actually create this nft collection to be live to the public yeah, it's, um, it's, it's very easy. So for any NFTs, you only need three things. So you, you need a, a community. So I always say that first. I can't emphasize that I- enough. So you start with a community. You don't really start with, with the NFT or the art or the product. 
Mm -hmm. You start with community, and then you figure out what they really need. What's the pain point? What's the pain point? And then you you, you designed a, an art that they really vibe with, whether that's because they're really bored and they want to be like a bored ape, or because they're really hyped, they want to be like, um, you know, um, kangaroo or, or <laughs> you know, um, dinosaur, whatever. And then you, you kind of design the, the contract or the, the smart contract through Solidity or, you know, um, other, other coders. And then you, you, you need to find a platform to run these, um, you know, uh, communities, whether it's on Discord or, or, or uh, Instagram or Twitter. Yep. And then you, you, you appoint artists to really craft this uh, image to, to be the representative or the, the social token mm-hmm. um, that can represent your community. And then you can just launch. You can launch with um, the, the launch pad. You can launch on marketplaces. Yeah, there's uh, so many ways. Or, or like for us, you know, the, the latest DAO I did, you know, when we launched, we didn't sell it. So we airdropped our token to all the users of OpenSea. So which is the, 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 the biggest marketplace for AMTs. Uh, because I think every user in this space just creates so much value. Mm. And it's up to us, you know, how we can, you know, create value Unlock, unlock value and capture the value within the ecosystem. Right. That's super interesting. And mm, that's, a, that's a good one. So uh, one actually one quick one because I've actually purchased a couple of these myself um, in terms of the Ethereum domain. So like .eth, I think it's .ens.eth or something like that. Um, do you think uh, with the Web3 obviously getting um, more and more popular and more familiar with 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 people, as you said before, as I think you said 300 million people, which is a very small percentage compared to the world's population. But um, do you think there's going to be a point in time where even things like the internet is all run through um, something like a .eth, like it's all run through Web3? Um, I, I wouldn't say 100%, but, you know, it will have a decent chunk because let, let me ask you this, you know, just forget about cryptocurrency or MT for a second. So how much, uh, how long will it take you and how much it will take will cost you to wire, say, you know, 100 grand from here to to um, Africa, right? The KYC will, will take about, you know, a few days and then the process will take about a few days mm-hmm. and then the fee is going to cost you arms and lens yeah. if you use some of the uh, agencies. But at the end of the day, they do not move the physical money. All they did is move the digits in their system. Yeah. However, their system is like you know, 40, 50 years old yep. and they do not want to upgrade that. And that's why with the technology of blockchain and you know, the new monitoring network, and that's the value within the uh, the, the, the uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum and other mm-hmm. layer one or even layer two tokens is they can really enable a trustless, frictionless and decentralized transaction. So people say, oh, there's no value in, in, in the cryptocurrency but, and there are value in the dollar. Yep. I mean, I'm not against the dollar, but, you know, the dollar no longer, you know, have any connection with gold nor the um, uh, the, the oils or other things. Yep. So, you know, the, the, the value of any currency, it has to be to be divided into the intrinsic value and the usage value, right? The utility value. But in this case, you know, you tell me, oh, okay, the Bitcoin or Ethereum has no value because there's nothing back it up. Um, I'm sorry, there's nothing back up the US dollar too. True, true, true. But I find the one thing I find uh, not confusing, but I guess a little um, feel a little vulnerable with is say if I put in, uh, let's say I put $10,000 into the bank 
even with inflation, if I lose, you know, that $10,000 becomes only worth 9000 or whatever it may be, like just a random number. What do you, like for the people that are thinking like, well, how about if I put that 10000 into Bitcoin and then all of a sudden the, the market crashes and now my $10,000 is worth $1,000. Like, do, do you think like the volatility of the, of the, the crypto market is a lot, a lot higher than what it would be if you were to put your money into say a stock or something like that? Um, yes, I think you are 100% right in that aspect. Um, however, you know, my argument is the, the stability of the property, the bond, and then to the capital market yep. is, is, um, is, is not organic. So if you know what I mean. So um, put it this way, like, you know, last year, the Bitcoin went up from, you know, uh, say 30,000 to the top of 69,000 mm-hmm. and then dropped back to 30,000. Yep. So that's the volatility we're talking about, right? Yeah. And in the meanwhile, if you ha- if your house went up from, you know, 300,000 to 3 million and then dropped back to half a million, yep. a lot of people are going to die. So in order to prevent that, the government artificially prevent that from happening. But that does not mean the market is not moving. Right. Okay. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I understand. By all means, by all means, we kind of need a financial, you know, asset yep. to absorb all the impact and the volatility. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it happened to be the, the cryptocurrency. Right. And 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 also, if we look at you know a macro level, so what every time the government, the Fed, you know, start to printing money, it's like injecting tons of you know liquidity or water into the, the whole dam, right? Yes. But before the cryptocurrency, we only have two dams or two pools to absorb this additional you know, uh, liquidity. So one is property market, the other one is the capital market. Yep. But now all of a sudden we have like a crypto you know, pool to absorb all the impact. You right. know, how good is that? Yeah. For someone that is, uh, that is listening to this or maybe they've just been um, dabbling a little bit with trying to understand crypto and nfts and and uh, you know this this conversation has been great um in terms of them getting a better understanding of of the utility and how it all works and whatnot but um and, and this is obviously uh, i want to uh, be careful because this is obviously not um financial advice or, or you know whatever from from either of us but say right now if i had um five hundred dollars that that i that i wanted to play around with and get to learn the crypto market or the nft space what would your first steps be like how would you use that $500 to get a better understanding of how it works or to you know not necessarily try and make a heap of money off the $500 but to to get a better education around the space and and learn how it all works how would you use that $500 um i I would first of all you know register a wallet so wallet is like your um, your, your your bank account by in in decentralized way mm-hmm. so you are your your own custody so just be careful with that because if you lost your seed phrase which is the only thing and recover from that and no one can help you so the, that's the scary part that of, is the scary part yeah yeah you know not everyone is comfortable comfortable with you know being their own custody but you know, if you want to, you can rely on some of the the, the sex, so centralized exchanges like the Binance, Coinbase, and uh, so on and so forth okay. to to um, help you with that. But you know, to open a, a wallet or register a wallet is free and it doesn't cost you anything. Mm. And then you know, if you want to start with cryptocurrency, you can start to uh, DCA, so dollar cost average to buy you know certain things. Um, with five hundred dollars, you can buy maybe the top ten um, tokens. Uh, or it depends on the the market cap. 
and then you know just by overtime and over a period of time and then you're going to build up your positions or if you really vibe with the nfts you can hop on you know what, what we call crypto twitter now the uh, the elon <laughs> musk twitter yeah and then to f- figure out which um, product you like and then you pick your animals or no nah, not i'm joking yeah. don't pick your animals <laughs> you know pick the community right yes pick the community and get to know the founders get to know the artists and then you know do some research and do some homework and then join their their discord and that doesn't cost anything yes it's free and then once you feel like oh i can find myself you know really fit in with their community maybe you can start to you know possibly get on their wide list or even mint their empties or even buy one from the secondary yep. you know obviously ethereum is the you know the more expensive um uh, mainnet to start with mm-hmm. but you can start with some of the layer tools or like flow solana cardano yes. and avalanche others it, it's very affordable 100 percent, mate before we before we wrap up um one last question um this is just out of curiosity how is the gas fee um how is that uh what am I, what's the word i'm trying to think of like how do they come up with the gas fee like for example one of the nfts that i purchased i remember uh I was about to purchase it and I think the gas fee was something like $200 or something like that. It was almost the same price as the NFT. And then somehow something happened, <laughs> something happened with the app and the app kind of yeah. logged itself out and I went back in and then all of a sudden the gas fee now was only $60 within the space of like 30 seconds. So how do they figure out how much the gas fee is? Like what is that based off? It's based off the traffic at that time. So, for example, if you normally the the the, the, the gas fee is determined by the GUI, right? So the GUI is you know normalized about you know, twenty to fifty GUI um, in a normal condition. If there's no conge- conge- uh, uh, congestion, mm-hmm. it's like our traffic. You know, once um, peak uh, peak time or off peak time, and you know, obviously it's going to go slow. Right. But okay. for someone who really wants to you know bypass the queue mm-hmm. and they're waiting to pay in you know, higher gas fees to really you know, go faster than everyone else, they, they can do that. But, mm. you know, you, you can always check the, the way before deciding when you want to, you know, make the transaction. Uh, but I right. think the gas fee is the, the, the fee that, you know, re- designed to reward the miners. Mm. Yeah. So the miners get ordered the gas fees. Gas fees, So right. they are very, you know, important part of this infrastructure. So that's why they deserve to get paid, you know, properly. 100%. I mean, at least, you know, yeah. in real life, you don't get, you don't have that option. You know, why yeah. is congested? You can't go through, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in the, in the, in the web trade, you can, if you pay higher gas. Unreal. Lastly, mate, what, how, uh, how many years do you predict um, that it's going to be still until this whole space is, is something that we see, you know, people like, not every, I'm not going to say everyone, but, a large percentage of the population using? I, I think in my opinion, um, maximum five years because the adoption rate is phenomenal. Phenomenal, yeah, uh, it's huge. I mean, uh, part of the reason is the global pandemic. Yep. The other reason is, you know, now is the digital economy, attention economy. Mm-hmm. And then everyone worry about, no worry about, just, you know, focus on their digital appearance more than their physical. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you, what you're doing is still very important because you give people, you know, health and then help them to get back onto their shape. But also, in, 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 for the younger generations, at least those people, you know, in, in my community, like in my community, we got like you know ha, um, half a million token holders, uh, and also 180,000 Twitter followers, you know, 50,000 Discord members. Those people wow. are pre- predominantly younger generations. Yep, and then. 
they would they, they do not want to buy a Rolex because yeah. if, you, if you pay fifty thousand for a watch, you can only flex within your own circle, right? Yeah. But if you pay fifty thousand for a um for a, a, a you know a, a cat or a dog or digital <laughs> JPEG, you can flex. It's a bigger flex. Yeah, you know, people <laughs> love that. People love and that. Yeah. If you buy some you know digital wearables or avatars. You can you know cruise around in the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, it's a much bigger flex. You can, you can flex to a bigger audience, <laughs> and and the same thing applies. You know, when you buy a, 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 a Louis Vuitton bag, yep. you know that the material only costs like you know fifty dollars, but you're willing to pay five thousand. Why? Because it's a flex value. The same thing applies here, and it's a much bigger flex because of the uh, the network effect, right? So I think the younger generation is going to adopt that really, really quickly. Yep. And then people are going to worry, uh, you know, um, value more in their digital world about their, their appearance, um, the same way that how they, they care about their physical appearance in, in the real world. How can the listeners uh, join your Discord? I'll, I'll make sure that I grab um, any links and whatnot off you once we wrap up this, this chat. But, um, you know, obviously you're, you're about to release an NFT collection, I believe. Uh, is that right? Yes. Yeah. So yes, what's we're about our... to release another NFT collections, and it's it's all about you know how we can redefine the Web three identities. I mean, in this space, you don't have to really uh, fully dox yourself, and but you know, it feels like people still want to um, express about enough about their personality so they they can make friends mm. while remaining the Satoshi style, <laughs> what we call it. Yes. Where it. Uh... I'll get you to send me through the link and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes for people to, to, to join the discord if they want to. And, and, you know, and for everyone listening that that can be a great way as Dino has mentioned to uh, build your, your knowledge and understanding of how um, the communities work and what the NFTs are about and see whether it's, it's right for you. Um, so I'll make sure I'll have the link to that in the show notes as well. But um, Dino mate, thank you very much for, uh, for joining the show. Um, it's been a pleasure and I'm super glad that uh, my seat was next to yours on the plane because that was a, a, probably the most enjoyable flight I've had in a long time. But um, we'd love to have you back on again, like I said, in, in, in a month or two's time to we can dive into um, things in a little more detail if that suits you. But um, thanks again, man. Much appreciated. Oh, thank you, Dan. I uh, appreciate your, your help. And I also appreciate your advice on the mental health and physical health. And then, you know, it's very important to look, look after yourself before doing anything. So, yeah, kudos to your effort. Brilliant. Thank you, mate. And for everyone who's tuned in, we really do appreciate it. Um, if you've got some feedback on this episode or if you've enjoyed it, um, reach out, share it on social media, whatever you need to do. Um, and again, uh, use use this interview today. Like I said, it's a little different than our typical episodes, um, obviously, but hopefully it helps people get a better understanding and um, again, just add some value. So thank you for tuning in and I look forward to chatting to you again in the next episode.